Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Running with the devil. And we're just going to kind of hit the ground running with the devil on this episode two of our stare off. I'm here with T.J. Miller. Doing very, We've been doing very a 23-hour, 23-hour, 47-minute stare off. Very and, um Very and faint indeed and if you don't understand what we're talking about you were remiss you remissed the last episode you were remiss, so go ahead about, listen listen. You were remiss about listening the last episode yeah so none of this is going to make any sense unless you mm-hmm. go back and listen and learn from the last episode but this is part two of a two-part it's gonna get nasty on this one i can feel it's it. gonna get really nasty you know it's not just gonna get as nasty as we want to be it's going to get as nasty as it can be and will be. And uh, we're self-actualizing on this podcast. We're making our dreams happen. Um, and uh, it's the best of both words. Best. It is the best of both, both words. words. That's right. It's best of both words, too. It's the best. So we're going to be double dipping our uh, our wick on this one. And uh, TJ, just going to catch you up. We're going river with the dip wick. TJ, one of his eyes is crying because he hasn't blinked in over 23 hours. And the other eye is bleeding. And he claims that one of his eyes is crying because he's so sad about the bleeding eye. So I've got y'all caught up, I think. And I think I'd like to start things off on this episode with a little bit of a uh, sort of a return to form. Sometimes we like to start these episodes with a section we like to call the triple banger, banger lightning round. Uh, <laughs> Triple banger lightning round. Warthog. Who's insulted? <laughs> the ward or the hog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. Uh, I don't know. Probably the wart, you know? The wart is just on so many different things. Why are you just pairing it with the old hog dog? So... Wynn has four warts on his knee. Does he really? Yeah. We got to get those removed. Well, he doesn't want to. He likes them. Really? It says it makes him feel like a man. Ah! It says a lot. Do you think, though, that um, he... I don't think it's... He- is it unhealthy? I don't know much about warts, but he has four warts. And no, no, I no, think no, it's no. sort of... 
I, it makes us it makes us seem like bad parents that we have a kid with four warts on his knee, but he likes them. He's like he's like they're my friends. Really? Yeah, in, in a funny way. He's not really. I don't think that it makes him, but it'll be interesting to see if he wants them removed as he becomes a teenager, as he comes of age, as they say. Yeah, you know what? He's already rehearsing how he's going to break up with girls. The other day we were taking a walk. Really? Hey, Dada. He's like, here's how I would break up with a girl. I would just say, hey, I don't think this is this is really like working out. So I think we should, I think maybe we shouldn't like talk for a while. I'm like, yeah, that, that's, I guess that's one way you could do it. So yeah. He's really thinking about things. Yeah. Yeah. He's already thinking about his breakups. Crazy. It's crazy. They're already thinking about that. Um, There's a lot of questions about girls now. There's a lot of questions like, do you think that would help you for girls to like you, or, or maybe they wouldn't like you as much, or what do you think? Yeah, that kind of thing. Do you think that that has anything to do with, because uh, they're not really going to school, are they? So I wonder no. where that's coming from. I don't know. They watch a lot of Bob's Burgers that, uh, that really? show on TV, and I don't know if that's affecting their brains. Not in a bad way. I think it's a very pleasant, you know. Yeah, it's a funny free, show. It's a funny show. Um, it's well-written. And there's a lot of different sensibilities on it. So I like that they're getting different types of humor on the same show. Yeah. Um, the messages are pretty solid. I'm okay with it, but they love that show. They watch it all the time. So you think the uh, wart is assaulted, insulted by being compared to the hog. That's what you're saying? It's assaulted. That's an, a, an insult. It, 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 and is, assaulted. Assaulted. Uh, Triple Iron Lightning Round, question okay. two. Ooh. Question Ooh. two. Um, what's a better Halloween costume? Pencil? Or wart. Wart. <laughs> We're going to do only wart and hog <laughs> questions. Only wart hog. 2.7, the hog. <laughs> um, what's a better Halloween costume? Pencil, shoe, toothpaste, or accountant? Hmm. Pencil. This is a trick shoe. question. Well, if you're an accountant, then you're going as all three. Yes! Accounts have pencils and they wear shoes. Uh. Now, it was a good guess, but I think the answer is accountant because my theory of Halloween that's is what you I, need to have, that's what I just you need said. To have a costume. I, ju with, I just said that. No, no, no. Well, you just said accountant, but you gave a different reason. What I'm saying is, okay. all I'm, I'm trying to say. I can't hear. And I, and I love saying it that way. All I'm trying to say. That's how I usually say it. Hey, them, hey, is, them there's their fighting words. Um, my theory of Halloween is you have to have a costume w w where you can utilize where you have hands. You can't have a costume without hands. I don't understand how you're supposed to, you're, you're, you're a liability. Okay. You're, 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 you're sucking the earth of its resources, walking around with no hands and everyone else has to do your candy for you. You need to have your hands out. You need accessible hands. So even I would think it's a pencil, a you would absolutely do that. I mean, you're making the pencil out of cardboard and you have holes for your arms. Nah, there's no pencils with real hands. There's no, it's, if you really wanted to be accurate about these costumes, a shoe is not a, a shoe does not have a hand. Where are you supposed to? <laughs> so with the pencil, then you can't see, you can't have a hole for your face. Um, right. You can't, you can't see. We have to be accurate about these things. Right now, a shoe you could see, you could see through the this eye. This went from having a single semblance, and I mean single, not multiple semblances, but a single semblance of logic. And then I, I realized, well, then if you have to, if you can't have hands as a pencil, then you can't have, you can't color your face yellow have a, and have that. But a shoe can have, you have the, uh, a shoe. The you lace can holes. 
Yeah, the lace holes. See, so you can see that. through that. Um, toothpaste. Have you, ever, have you ever seen any of these types of... Toothpaste? I've seen toothpaste. Toothpaste, you can see out the top. If so you've you got to bend over to look out the one hole? But you do have to kind of see through the extra excess... Um, toothpaste that's always caked. Yeah, because the filled in the filled in the costume has to be actual Crest toothpaste. It has to be. So you'll just be slithering around inside of. Not only as an accountant do you have hands, but you can count the amount of candy you've been getting and sort of accurately assess if you need more. Well, well, not even that. You can deduct it. You know, you'll at least be able to find out what's deductible and what isn't in terms of the candy. And oh, Henry, let me tell you. I got some Skittles back on my Kit Kats. Ladies, I'm home. Help me. Help me. I'm in a costume with no hands. <laughs> True Bang Lightning Round. Question three. Question, question three. three. I've, gone as, I've gone as a pair of hands before. Have you? Oh, see, there you go. But I wasn't that accurate about warts? it. I Does wasn't that accurate about it because I had my pencil and my shoe sticking out. <laughs> Do the hands have warts on them or not? Old Swizzle Stick Warthog. <laughs> That's a great nickname, Swizzle Stick Warthog. I'm writing that down. You know, they call me Swizzle Stick Warthog. Yeah. That's something that you couldn't probably say to a woman and and uh, do well. You know what? You should tell well. tell Win that I said to him that a good way to break up with the girl is to say they call me Old Swizzle Stick Warthog. Will you tell him that for me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we got to go our separate ways. They call me Swizzle Stick Warthog. I'm not um, sure you even need to say um, we're got. You know, we should go our separate ways. I think you just one day say to her, "Hey, I I forgot to mention this. They call me old Swizzle Stick Warthog," and then it'll take care of itself it with from the there. Warthog. Tripping Lady Rod question three. I can't tell what of this is are real songs and what that you just are mishmashing with real songs. Running with the warthog. It's, it's, it's a uh, Van Halen song. Okay. Um, to those that are ready to wart, we hug you. <laughs> Fire. Uh, okay. Tripping Lady Rod question three. Uh, three. Captain and Tennille, Captain Jack, or Captain Crunch? Uh, I'd say the beginning of it once again. Captain Antonil, Captain Jack, or Captain Crunch? Wow. Captain Antonil, I don't know of. That's a musical group from the, I want to say 70s, maybe well, early let's 70s. Well, crack one and celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Captain Crunch, no matter who the other people are. Yeah, I agree. Captain Crunch is so healthy, too. No, and people do those jokes where they're like, you know, um, uh, and we need to talk about this, the Sakara, the meal plan that Kate went on because we talked a yeah. little bit oh, about, I want to talk about that. We yeah. haven't yeah. talked about the uh, singular swimming event. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. We've got, we got a Captain lot. Captain Crunch, to talk. a lot of people do these jokes about a um, lot to talk about, a lot to catch up on. Um, people tell these, uh, you know, jokes about Captain Crunch and it makes your the roof of your mouth bleed and things like that. Yeah. You just have to let it, you know, settle into the milk long enough that it's not. Yeah, you have to have patience. You know what? It's a learning process. Captain Crunch is the too hot pizza of cereals where you're just going in too quickly. You're coming in hot. You hit the ground burning because you just went into the pizza too quickly 
And Captain Crunch, you know, you can't eat it quickly. And I can't wait for it to get soggy. Then it it, it loses, well, it's very meaning. I mean, he's and you captain, don't need of, hands to he's eat captain of one thing and one thing alone, the crunch. Yeah, the crunch. And you don't even need hands for Captain Crunch. That's the beauty of it. You can actually, let's say you're a, a, a tube of toothpaste, that top part's open. You can actually just pour the, the Captain Crunch in there, in the top. They call me uh, Captain Soggy Dog. And... Uh, <laughs> Wait a second. I my my recollection is they call you a uh, Swizzle Sticks Warhog. I thought that depends. Would be... Depends on uh, how long you've known. Handle. That's for sure. Handle. <laughs> depends on how many years. warts on my body you've seen. Now I think yeah, from the early years there are those that call me Swizzle Stick Warthog. I um, for you know, early years. Is that a good? Do, do you feel like that's a worthy? Does that count as a? Um, you know, if you distribute. Captain Crunch for Halloween instead of candy? Is that does it count? Is uh, that a good Yeah, I like sugary cereals. Yeah. I think it's really funny to do a Ziploc bag of them. No, that's, I love it. That's I love funny. It. That, my friends, is a practical living in the modern age. Yeah. In fact, we're gonna jump around a little bit. It's jump around Tuesday. Well, let me um, let's talk three slice uh I, that's exactly what I was gonna do. We're right on the that's same. That's not page, jumping around. We were just yeah. talking pizza. Well, we're going to do a practical living in the modern age, and you were going to talk to me about the three-slice mistake. And I think I know where this is going. In an inefficient and out-of-date way, we bring you Practical Living in the Modern Age. He said, "He said we got to talk about the three-slice mistake. And I said, I know exactly what you're talking about. And here's the thing. I don't know exactly what he's talking about, so I, we haven't discussed this in advance. So here's my theory. Once you eat two slices of pizza, shut it down. The third one has diminishing returns. Is that the three-slice mistake? Cash, that's about as dumb as acting like a pencil costume don't have hands, you stupid son of a bitch. Um, no, it's you know what? It's your version of it. Because I think, and it might be your size also, but I think that you're thinking, okay, I want a slice of pizza. Getting two isn't a bad idea. Right. And it's not. You're definitely not going to be hungry for more pizza after the second slice, really. Uh, and my feeling is if you are, yeah, go take a walk and maybe go look for something else because that third slice does have diminishing returns. I walked by a guy at a Ben's famous, no, no, Bleecker Street Pizza uh, uh, in the West Village, basically on six and bleaker and it uh it's got great pizza but as i walked by i saw a guy and he had three pieces of pizza and he looked at me and he looked like he had made a mistake and he had because i've made that mistake before he <laughs> so did he I. seemed self-conscious he really i had a whole I, i'll eat a whole medium a medium pizza <laughs> he wasn't An entire medium he wasn't a portly fellow but and there's you know the funny thing is it's like i don't know how you can do that but what are you eating? Are you eating a thin crust pizza? You at a restaurant eating pizza? Yeah, it's fairly. Yeah, it's a thin crust, but it's it's a it's a medium. It's a it's a large amount of food. It's Where are you getting it have, from? When you see it, it's a, there's a place called Vinny's Pizza in El Segundo, which I like. And uh, well, that's that's a restaurant. It's it's New York style. It's New York style. Yeah, I mean, so, and uh, it's tasty. It's tasty. But delicious. here's what I'll but, say: that medium probably translates to two and a half slices of new york pizza and so uh, this is it's a new york style uh pizza place though yeah but when you serve somebody a medium pizza and the person is getting the whole pizza that's not that big it's a lot of food mm -hmm. 
but it's not like, you know, a medium pizza just in New York City is like, first of all, I'm not sure that they even exist, to be honest with you, except at certain pizza places. But if you get a slice of pizza and you eat it and it's delicious, getting a second slice, I don't think ever is a mistake. But what, what the three slice mistake is when you, and this is what this guy had done because he had just started the first. The three slice mistake. The three slice mistake is. Is that a good name for a podcast episode? What do you think? Uh, yeah, slice of, of course. Absolutely. And what I'm, what this is, and this applies to the rest of life also. Yeah. It isn't just about pizza. You find yourself at the counter and you think, I, I would really like a slice of pepperoni, right? And then maybe, I don't know who's like this, but they say, okay, I'd like a slice of pepperoni and then maybe that margarita slice. That looks really healthy and delicious with fresh tomatoes and ricotta cheese or mozzarella. And then you, uh, you, you say, well, geez, that specialty slice looks good. What is that? For a lot of people, that's buffalo chicken slice. I don't really like that. I don't need chicken on my pizza. I think that's weird. But for me, often that third slice is like a full-on veggie slice. It's just, you know, basically a salad on a pizza. And that's a mistake. You got to choose two. Because what you're doing is you've already gotten two good pieces of pizza. The third, which as you mentioned, will have diminishing returns. The third, just you're just getting that because you can because you have the money to, and you're getting it because you want this experience to be the best experience it can be. And the best experience it can be is two slices of pizza. Well, and it's, it goes the back. The third to slice is a mistake. Even, even if it doesn't have diminishing returns, which it does, I agree with you. But even if you're still loving that third slice and I have, I've loved the third slice, then the mistake sort of arrives I don't know, like an hour later where you're like, did I really need that third slice? You don't want your pizza experience. You don't want experiences in general in your life to be something that you even slightly regret later. It is much better to exercise a modicum of control. And I'll tell you, here's how you prevent a three slice mistake when you want three slices of pizza. You order two slices, you eat them right? You take a walk or you go on your phone for 20 minutes. And then if you want a third slice, and I've, I've, I've exercised this, if you want a third slice, then you get it and you won't feel upset. You'll be like, well, I gave it a bit and, and you'll enjoy it more as cats. This goes, yeah. This goes to one of my favorite theories about life. And it's, it's a, it's a theory called the disease of more where, and it's the let guy that, guess, let me see if I can guess what this is. You got to guess the three. Okay. Okay. So the disease s'more of more disease of s'more. That's when you eat so many s'mores by the campfire that you get diabetes, right? Diabetes. (laughs) Is that it? The disease of s'mores. It's a disease of more. It was a theory. It was coined by uh, a fellow named Pat Riley who coached the right on. I got it. You coached the, the Lakers and he's, he's also, he's a, I guess he's a, Give me Front those office. shorts. I want those cargo shorts. Hand them over to me. Give them over now. Ha <laughs> ha. Yes. I got the cargo shorts. He, his, okay. So he was with the Lakers. Now he's with the Heat. You know, he's their GM. But What's his theory uh, was that. Lakers, he got a little bit of heat, both figuratively yeah. and literally. 
when you have a championship team, you have people that want more, and that's what ruins the dynasty because they want more. The, each individual player, it is enough that they want a championship. They want more accolades or they want more credit or they want their own team. And well, the disease of more last, is... Last dance is once you win an NBA Finals, can you win a second one? Can, how right, you always you want more. Back to back. And so I think if you combine the two theories of diminishing returns, which I'm really high on in terms of, you know, how life where it once the minute you're starting to have diminishing returns on stuff, that's where you got to shut it down. And because we think that more will make us happier. Always. That's sort of our instinct. We are inherently I, I, we're hoarders. We, we were, we came from living in caves where we had to hoard as much food as we can uh, for for when times are bad and, and eat and also eat as much food as you can. Right. But I think that so we think more will make us happier in a capitalist society. The byproduct is that of that is the way that the economy moves is by convincing you that you need more. You need bigger. You need right. what's considered better. And that's just not the case. But this is what's confusing to me. And I've been wanting to talk to you about this. And this is a little bit philosophical. I got to be honest. I've been waiting to talk to you about this for a while. Yeah. No, I'm serious, though. This is something that's confusing. I'm not kidding either, Cash. I've been waiting to talk to you about this for a while. I don't even know if we have enough time to do this. And you I almost blinked there. I almost saw you blink. I, I got to be honest with you. I uh, this I found a new falsetto on my end. Uh, did you but, really? Yeah. But I've been wanting to talk to you about this for a while. So go ahead. If you, I'm talking years. I've yeah, been waiting for, for this conversation. I've been. I actually, this is a something I'm really confused about in my life. And passionate. And, You're passionately confused no, I'm about confused. this. I agree with these theories that more is not always better. I agree. You know what I'm confused many- about is how long I've been waiting to talk to you about this because right. the months have turned into years, and the years have turned yeah. into days, and the days, days have even. turned into twenty In minutes, thirty even. minute naps. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what confuses me about life. Finally, finally, you, we talk about this. If you do nothing when for so many years, right, we'll talk about it some other time. Okay. okay. <laughs> we can talk about it. Do you ever, do, you ever do that? Somebody's but, like, you know what? Fine. Let's just talk. You ever do that with April? Uh, Kate will do that sometimes. Fine. You know what? If you're not going to listen, let's talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't take you up on that offer. That's yeah. Just, I don't know if we have time for this. Maybe this should be a, a cliffhanger because um, I want to talk to you about lucky numbers and also swimming. And this uh, might we've take got a time. We've got time. My swimming story is pretty, pretty quick. Okay, let me just tell you, the thing that confuses me, and it has during the uh, quarantine, the pandemic, the whole time more than ever, is if you do nothing, there's an assumption that everything's getting worse. For example, if you don't, you know, clean the, if if you don't clean something like, um, you know, or or repaint something, it's going to be rusting while you, you know, everything gets worse if it's not getting better. Nothing stays the same. That's a a theory that a lot of people have. Rusting. You know what I'm saying though? Every if you're if you're uh, not learning something, you're forgetting something else. Your our brains only we have to keep practicing what we're doing. That we're getting worse if we're not getting better. That nothing in the world stays the same. Is that? Do you agree with that theory? Um, because I feel like it's that theory that makes us miserable, and it might be a true theory, but we feel like 
every day we should improve something and make something better or we'll be falling behind and things will be getting worse. It's never okay for things just to stay the same because they're not going to be staying the same. If I don't ever, uh, you know, use the example of the rust outside, I've got these uh, gates that keep rusting. I got to keep repainting them. If I don't do anything periodically, they will rust. They will be getting worse every day. The only way I can, uh, you know, every, every, uh, the, 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 the junk in the garage is building up, right? Because right. April just throws everything in the garage. Right. If I don't clean the garage, things are getting worse rather than getting better. And if you let enough things in your life get worse, um, then your life won't be very good. So every single day you're like, I got to accomplish something because I have to continue to stay ahead of the eight ball. Can things stay the same? Um, <clears throat> the problem is no, I, I don't know. I don't think so. But here's, here's, here's what you can. Why do we always need to be improving? So here's what you can do. You change your, this all comes from K8. You can change your philosophy about uh, what it means for something to improve. So there's a, a term in architecture and design, which is if you buy something that's brass or copper, I really want to get this brass bust of Friedrich Nietzsche um, <clears throat> for, um, for like little yard. And when I told Kate that I said, should we get marble or should we get um, brass? And she said, well, brass is really nice because it patinas. And we also have a chimney this kind of outdoor chimney uh, with a little, it's not, it's like a fire pit. If a fire pit was a chimney and it is, it came kind of rust colored right? This is all speaking to your rust theory. And the brass, if you leave it outdoors, or bronze, sorry, bronze, if you leave it outdoors, it patinas. Now, patina is the theory that as something becomes more weathered, right, theoretically, as it, you know, kind of, you could say, lose rusts, it starts to it actually looks more beautiful because it shows the time that has gone by without you doing anything to it. Only the elements have interacted with it, right? You, you weren't out there polishing the bronze every day so that it wouldn't rust at all. Um, it's that you're, you're not going out there with the marble and you're not, you know, you're not making that so that it never gets uh, corroded or anything like that or no algae builds on it. Sometimes you just want to allow something. So that's how you do it. You say, now the buildup in the garage, that's a different thing because I think that's headed to a place where you can't, there's no return. You know, if you get to, my mother-in-law right now is having a really tough time going through everything that she's kind of hoarded, not in an unhealthy way, but everything that she's kept over her entire life, she's trying to go through and get rid of and give away. And this process, she hired somebody to help her with it. And it's going to take like, I don't know, five to 10 weeks of this woman coming every week. And then, so her full-time job now, because she's not really working, her full-time job has become trying to... So another change in philosophy that you can have is instead of feeling like if you're not doing something every day, just say to yourself, all right, I'm going to not worry about this, not let it consume me. So this <clears throat> would go um, where you're, um, 
you know, the buildup in the garage problem is what I'll call that. So with the buildup in the garage problem, you say, all right, I'm not going to worry about this every day, but I am going to make it clear to April and more importantly myself that this is going to take a full day or a couple days in a few months where <clears throat> the entire focus of it is going to be cleaning this stuff and throwing it away. Well, this brings me to my second question. Now, uh, before we so, do that. So the, the answer is it's a change in philosophy. Instead of thinking if you're not doing something to improve, then you're, I think sometimes I try and remind myself that if I don't do anything today, maybe that was better. Maybe that was the quote. That's, an, that's a good philosophy. I mean, but if we, if we, it's if, a nasty, example, it's a nasty let's, let's philosophy. Take, it's as nasty well, as I want to be. <laughs> Well, it, it, you can atrophy. Let's just say you don't do anything. You don't work out, say, for a few days yeah, in a th row. This is your problem, just like all athletes, because you were a major college superstar baseball player. You were the shortstop, all right? You stop, you stop nothing short of winning, okay? And I'll tell you, you guys are always talking about a, a trophy for this, a trophy for that. And here you are saying, well, the problem is you can a trophy. You can't, you don't end up getting a trophy, I'm sure. Well, here's the thing. You don't need trophies, okay? I'm just saying that you worry you'll atrophy, and then you're going backwards. If you're not working out and not, are you always, you know, getting more out of shape if you don't do anything each day? And I guess you're right. There are days where... It's better if you're sore just to take a day off. So maybe you got to accept it some days. Really, truly. And today, today I thought to myself, you know, geez, I, uh, I need to take it easy. I'm going to bicycle instead of walk a lot. But, you know, you mentioned that Manhattan walk. How long would it take to walk from this area of Manhattan all the way to, and, uh, now I kind of want to do that. I want to make that the thing that I do tonight. And, and double dip. Maybe double dip the wick. wick. Well, and let me ask you, tell me about this one. So, yeah, I will. But let, let me just say yeah. the end of this. We've got a little bit of time. Okay. Um, so uh, the, the, the flip side of that is it's it would probably be better for me to bicycle and then take it easy tonight, especially if it's colder. I actually had a really strange thing the last two days. I had a little bit of a cough, and I figured it was because I smoked a couple of cloves. Um. But then yesterday I was sneezing a lot and there's no reason that I would have been sneezing. So I was pretty sure yesterday, okay, I may have COVID. This may be a thing where I'm, it's the beginning of a virus. So what I did was I went inside. I was going to go for a long walk. I went inside. I put on heavy duty warm clothing and went for a short walk, then came back in and just relaxed and worked and read and went to sleep and then slept for nine hours, nine or 10 hours. And now I feel great today. And so sometimes doing less is actually it's doing more. a lot more for yourself. I like that theory. I'll, I'll, I feel, I'll make, I feel I'll, that. And I, I may say to myself, okay, yeah, I may say to myself, I'll do that sort of how long does it take to get to Harlem from my house. Um, walking. If you shuffle, if you shuffle, it's, it's much quicker. Uh, and if you shuffle off to Buffalo, then it's really quick. The Harlem shuffle. Yeah, I know. I know. And there is a yeah. shuffle off to Buffalo. <laughs> we both, I was just tagging your, we all understood that. We know that there's is there a, a Buffalo shuffle. Yeah. 
Shuffle off to Buffalo. Oh, okay. You haven't heard that? I hadn't heard that song. Oh, My bad. Great one. We're going to go back in time. If I could go back in time, that's exactly where I would go. Play a lot of Shuffle would go off back to and like, Buffalo. They would, they would, a lot of people would go back in time and they would go to like where they could place a bet and be billionaires because they, you know. You don't need to go back in time. Stay I would with go me back. here in the present. I would go back just far enough so I knew the reference Shuffle off to Buffalo. Don't go back. Be right here in the present as you learn. It's from 42nd Street, the original uh-huh. Broadway show. I was in that. I was in that play. Were you really? Me too. Yeah. When I was a kid. Yeah. Angel of Broadway. Yeah. Okay. Well. So. You know, a lot of the what? listeners. Listen. You know, Away we'll go. Well, I mean, this is amazing, TJ, because a lot well, of people. That's it. Isn't shuffle that crazy? Buffalo. What they don't realize, knows. they're not. Next well, then you make the Harlem Shuffle joke, and I'm right. Shuffle off to Buffalo joke. Both of us can assume, buddy. Teej knows that there's a Harlem Shuffle, and Cash Levy was in the goddamn musical with Shuffle Off to Buffalo. He knows that now, sucker. Well, I just think it's—I I just think right it there, was so. Dick. It was so amazing that you knew I was going to say that, and then you had the cast of Forty Second Street in your apartment. They're right here, or in your house, guys. You can go ready home. To, yeah, ready to. Yeah, they can all re- oh, pack it up. I was, but before you leave, buddy. Uh, yeah, I'm talking to you. I want those shorts. Give me those cargo shorts. Yeah, hand them over. Yes. I got a second pair of cargo shorts. TJ, you're a true professional. For the last nine years, you've had the cast of 42nd Street. Lying ready. Ready. On tap. On tap. Ready. ready. In case I brought up the shuffle off to Buffalo. No, in case you brought up the Harlem Shuffle. In case I brought up the uh, Harlem Shuffle. In which you knew you would reply, shuffle off to Buffalo, and then you'd have the cast of 42nd Street. It was a tough one, but as I'll call it, it was a tuffle off to Buffalo. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) It was a shuffle off to Tuffalo. Because it's so tough to get your shuffle. Another Matt second base. To Buffalo. Tell me about your swim. I've got to know about your swim. Absolutely. Well, here, so... I, I might wait next week to do that really long walk, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that would be a good thing. That'd be exercising, some self-discipline, some control, and actually, to, and so just to bicycle is, would be better for my body, I think, in general. However, when I got home after performing in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and I love that they say that. I say that all the yeah. time. Why would you need to say that it's in Oklahoma? Why There is no Oklahoma City. Yeah. We kind in of assume Nigeria, you know, there's no yeah. Oklahoma City in southern Italy. There's no Oklahoma City in Niger, which is adjacent to Chad. There's no Oklahoma City. I'm just looking at the map behind you. All I have to do is I'm just reading. <laughs> this is a map of all the places I'm not allowed to go anymore. Yeah. Cash the giant map behind him of all the places he's never been. Yeah. Yeah. He's put he has put he's put a push pin in every a pin place in all the places I've never been. Just thousands <laughs> of pins and then a couple empty spaces. That's so <laughs> funny. That's the way she, people should do it. You know, I love push pins. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna do I'm, I'm gonna push pin right, just I'm the right. places I have not been. Um that is so funny. I would love to get that. I'm doing that in my next office, just a map 
of the United States, and there's a pin in every single city I have. Every city. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Hold on. Pin in cities not been to. You know, part of what's great about the 12 and a half is we get to explore what's funny and then we write it down. And if you're in the 12 and a half and you see us perform, you go, I remember the three slice mistake episode. Yeah. So I'll say this. I I made to the that peak. three to, slice. I made, the, I made a bit out of to the peak. Yeah. I love that, was that a one. Story, Ugh, that was a that story one. from, from the, the uh, one of our episodes. Yeah. Go on. So I um, definitely, 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 uh, you know, I'm a friendly guy. I have a lot of people that I know. I'm not friends with all of them. But after coming home from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, which is okay, see with me. It's okay with me. Right. And it's okay right. to see that that's okay with me. Um, I got back and it was clear that I was not going to... Um, it was clear that I was not going to um, see Kate for, you know, at least a month, at least a month, because there's just no way if I'm touring every weekend um, to see her every single, it's hard to see. So <clears throat> that was really depressing. And I didn't want to go home and just be alone at home for this. So I walked around and saw some pretty crazy stuff. It's gotten weird here in New York. They were shutting down Washington Square Park, which they do every night. And some kids were yelling at the cops and saying, yeah, you know, you guys are running away. You didn't pass your physical, you fat piece of shit, these two young black kids. And it was, they were just being mean. They were being like per- personally attacking and being mean to the cops because they can and the police can't really do anything. And I was walking and I said, you know, you guys should feel lucky that you get to live here instead of saying these terrible things to these police officers. And then one of them ran and said, oh, videotape me. They were all trying to videotape. And um, one of them ran and uh, and I guess like went after the cop. And so she got arrested right there. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's how it's been. That's how kind of, um, uh, you know, that's how crazy it is in New York City right now. It's not an anarchistic an anarchist jurisdiction, like they're trying to say it is. I don't know if you read that. That's pretty crazy. That Portland, Seattle, and New York City are right now being considered anarchist jurisdictions. Uh, And so we, uh, you know, what we've been doing right now is we have been, um, yeah, what we sort of, so I walked around and I made a three-slice mistake. I went to a place I hadn't been to before, artist's, artistic pizza yeah. and I ordered three slices. I did exactly the thing that I'm talking about where I didn't need three slices, but I got sort of a healthy one, a really healthy one, and then kind of a classic pepperoni. But I, I woke up the next day and I was like, that was a mistake, but I don't look back and think oh, I should, I should not have done that. That's what I needed to do. That's what needed to be done. And there's a lot of things in my life that I think somebody else would regret having had happen or having done. And I don't, I just think that's, if something needs to happen, if that's what needs to happen in that time, even if it's not ideal, right? Late night pizza is not, not ideal. Um, 
that's what needed to happen. And I, even as it was happening, I was like, ah, this is a three slice mistake, but maybe I'll get to talk about it on the podcast. And we did. And hopefully some people got some laughs about it. And then it made me wake up extra sort of motivated to cut weight and, and get ready for this pretty long tour finally to make people happy. So, so let's talk about the, um, so that's my, a little bit of my philosophy. Um, you know, it doesn't need to improve to get better. You don't need to do something to be doing something, especially for yourself. And instead of regretting something, just tell yourself what's true, which is it probably needed to happen. And let's move on to the next day. Don't try and go back in time to learn the song Shuffle Off to Buffalo. Stay right here with Daddy because he's come home for Christmas. Get on the lap Rooney. Come on. Tell me what you want. Come on. Let's, yeah, you know what? I want I want to do some Yeah, doggy. Ooh. Yeah, doggy, doggy, doggy. I want to dig into the Let's do some maskers before we go cuz I want to dig into the the swimming story. I do too. And your eyes it looks like your eyes are starting to sort of cake over with Starting with, to wither. You're both starting to wither, wither. <clears throat> Old Papa Perry. Both eyes are both I, you know, swollen. It's not it's not a really long story. You want to hear it? You oh, okay. want to do it? Do we have a lot of maskers? Um, we can do maskers on the next episode. We could start the next episode with all maskers all the time. Oh, interesting. The then we can actually forward. take, you know what I'd like to do next episode. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, next episode is going to be, I'm going to really comb through the maskers and cash and I will do all of the maskers that we haven't done. I keep track of them. I favorite the ones that I use. So, and I'm going to look at the entire Patreon and make sure every single one of those maskers has been done. So, and thank you guys, everybody who's been on the Patreon. It means a lot that you guys are pledging. And again, if you can pledge $5, that would be huge for me and for cash right now more than ever. Uh, It really means a lot to us. We've been doing this for you without asking for a dime for so long. Uh, But, you know... We've been unemployed for a long time. Cash less than me, me much more than you, whoever's listening. So you want to skip the maskers on this one? I think tell let's me the talk, swimming story. Yeah, let's talk. And then let's just finish this uh, staring contest because it looks like your eyes are very small. wins. You know, you keep saying that and your your eyes haven't even gone down a little bit, but there is scotched pa- packaging tape all over your forehead. <laughs> all over it. Um. So, uh, okay. So, so I had the most significant swim when it comes okay. to our friendship because I was, I, I hung over and maybe had been drinking pretty regularly for the, the previous day or two. Cause I was just really getting geared up and ready to just leave and then not see Kate for a very, very long time. And you know, that's distressing. That's always distressing. Uh, so, and sometimes it's nice for me to kind of take a mental vacation. I definitely wasn't eating. I was eating things that I wanted to eat uh, in the place in Long Island where we were living. Would you go so far as to say you're eating things that would make a billy goat puke? <laughs> you do Only have a billy goat puke like pizza deezes. Um, no, I do what it takes to survive, to live off the land, to eat things that'll make a billy goat puke. Remember one thing when you got there with T.J. Miller? An ample supply of body banks. (laughs) 
Well, there was, I'm not going to get to go back to where my father-in-law lives. Um, and so in the old SH, there's like um, a really good pizza place. Uh, a new, there was a new sandwich shop and then a new bagel place. And I wanted to try those things. For me, it's not about, I actually didn't finish all of the food for many of the places. Um, so you ate at all three places? I ate at all three places. I didn't eat the entire pizza. I didn't eat the entire sandwich. Yeah. But I wanted to try each of these places just so that I felt like I didn't miss out. And the bagel place was good, but I just really ate a couple of bites of the bagel. The sandwich place was great. I thought that was a really good sandwich. And then the pizza place, we had gotten takeout and it had gotten colder, but we weren't happy with the pizza. And that was sad because we loved that pizza place. So I went back and I did something that I said I was going to do and I hoped that they would get it right. And I said, I would love extra pepperoni and extra cheese. Okay. And... um can we get it a well done? Can we make the pizza crispy? Can we get it to be really crispy? And she said, I didn't say well done. I said, can we get a real crispy crust? And she said, oh, so you want it well done? And I said, yes, yeah, that would be great. The pizza came and it was perfect. It was really, really perfect. So it'd been a couple of days of that kind of thing of just wanting to have good experiences and knowing that I was going to miss this small village where my father-in-law lives. And and so then I decided to go for a swim and Kate didn't want to go for the swim because she'd hurt her knees. Um, the ocean. Did we talk about that? That the ocean threw Kate around and she had her, her knees hurt and that we both became very upset with the ocean. The ocean will slap you in the ass every time you try to get out. Yeah. It's just like, hey, remember who's boss. Yeah. Every time I take a long swim, I'll swim to the pier. It's about a mile. It takes me about 45 minutes. Wow. Yeah, it's a, mile and a, half. a little bit longer than that. But, um, and I, when I'm getting out, no matter how nice it was, right. the ocean will just give me a slap in the ass. Like, this I'm going to knock you down, you a-hole sour. Yeah. Okay? Well, I'm boss here. Well, the ocean is kind of saying I'm better at everything that your family has ever done in their entire life. Exactly. Yeah. At you being an embarrassment ocean. to your family. I'm better You're not at even being as good ocean. as any of the fish that I have inside of me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The ocean gets pissed. The ocean's like, look, I let you do that for an hour, but- I'm in charge here, okay? And in a way, you, I let you violate my body, my body of water. Uh, <laughs> I, so I, um, we felt that the bay is much more friendly. The bay is there. Okay. It's calm. There are no waves yeah. unless it's very, very windy. And the bay is like a big saltwater pool. It's just gigantic. Right. And um, so what I did is I went and Kate was kind of doing her thing. And I, I think I was just like tipsy enough or, or something, maybe hungover, but just just kind of in a head state where Hard I said, you know, I'm going to go for a real, um, a, a real, a real swim. Okay. You know, and just to speak to what you just said, sometimes it is hard to tell because my life is more like Hunter S. Thompson and less like your life, which is more like Dear Abby. Uh, so I, um, I ran when it comes to two different types of writing styles, I'm gonzo journalism. You're, uh, pondering people's questions <laughs> politely. So I, I ran, 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 um, 
and to the bay. And I said, I'm really going to swim for a while. Do you have goggles? No goggles. Wow. So I, cause you can't see anything. Swimming naked. Swimming naked in the pool. Now I have been, you know what I have been doing is Kate and I sometimes will walk because you Are you training touch, for this staring contest? You, is that what you're doing? Exactly. You can touch, um, you can touch your, uh, feet in the bay for a while as you go out there so sometimes we'll run and i'll just take off my pants and hold them it's fantastic i mean running underwater uh without pants is one of the great experiences of a man's life i always i recommend that and i recommend uh vomiting into the ocean which i've seen you do about that yeah exactly kids still mention that that was the uh that was the sea monster evening for kate that's what she calls it oh no the sea monster swim and she, yeah. that's one of those stories that when she talks about it now, she laughs so hard because as you recall, I had had black pasta, blacks. Yeah. No, it really made an impression on my children. And it wasn't very, <laughs> and it wasn't very uh, digestive. Sure it made you feel like a man. And I, and I was pretending to be a sea monster and going underwater and slapping the water and they were scared and giggling and having so much fun. And then I got some water down my throat. Your method. And I choked. I just vomited, not digested black. So streams of black (laughs) were spraying out of my mouth. I know. It was a... It was a sight to and see. Kate said that she just couldn't believe that I pretended to be this monster, and then I became an actual, an actual monster. monster. And I, I, there's no way the Loch Ness monster could even be as scary as what I saw on that day. Like any pictures I've seen of the Loch Ness monster, it's not that scary. But what I saw was a human man just <laughs> rise up from the surf, just spew this black, just filth everywhere the kids were screaming it was really it was something to see it was great and no cleanup you just dunk your head in no, water no cleanup i mean we all kind of swam away water. a little bit yeah feels great so um i went into the bay and you know you say goggles were you wearing goggles well that's because i'm sure that there's so much movement in the um in the ocean so you can't you you can't stay above the water and not necessarily get hit in the bay, the water is so calm that if you do a breaststroke, you can keep your head above water the, for as long as you want. Okay. And yeah. then I would dive down and try and touch the ground and see sort of where I was. But the um, the bay is so – I had to look this up because I wanted to say uh, salinaceous or something, the salinity of the bay, the amount of salt. The real word is it's so saliferous. Yeah. There's so much salt in it. That um, actually, um, you can, and I think you can do this in uh, in the ocean. And I was going to ask you about this, but if I got tired at all, and I really didn't press myself, I wasn't, you know, I was just swimming casually for a long period of time. It was a marathon swim. Uh, if I got tired, I could just flip over on my back and float. I didn't even need to tread water. Right. I would just look up. The water doesn't, it's because it's so still, water doesn't come onto your face. You're just, it would be like being in a salt water swimming pool. And you're about to go to Salt Lake. I mean, you can, you can actually stand in that water. <laughs> that's that, you know? that's the mis- you can stand on top of the water. That's the, the misnomer, the unknown thing that that was where Jesus Christ walked on the water with Salt Lake exactly City. Exactly where I was, you know, I was in Salt Lake City. Um, so, uh, so I'd be able to take frequent breaks and just relax. And if you breathe and don't move at all, you just float. 
you float there like driftwood and you know it, it there's no real current to it so it's not taking you anywhere so i think it's much less difficult than what you do obviously but i was still an open water swimmer and i swam for i would say 45 minutes and that's nice. the longest that might be the longest i've ever swam could have been closer to an hour could have been about 50 minutes but it was definitely a 45 minute and it was me kind of uh oh that's the covid alarm um no that's the alarm for the the meeting that's gonna unfortunately have us wrap up this uh well podcast. let me but this we'll st- finish a little bit more about this but i do want to say um well so i here it's just because yeah. i'm right there okay um, yeah what it what it is is it's um it has made me understand you so much more than I ever have before, because I understood the relationship with the water. Uh, I understood what it felt like, how freeing it was to swim for that amount of time. I realized that you kind of overcome a very specific type of fear when you know that you could be out there for another couple hours. I actually had the same idea. I thought about it. And I remembered that you had said you want to swim around one of the Hawaiian islands. Right. And I, I, whatever you said that to me, I didn't, I didn't know enough about it, but in my mind, I'm like, yeah, fucking right. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, sure. Of course. That's just, yeah, that I, would be in stages just to remind people it'd be in stages, but that it just seems so crazy. Even the idea of it. Uh, but um, I really did think I looked across and I was like, maybe I can swim across the bay to Connecticut from Long Island. How far would that be? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I thought, you know what? I'll start training for it. I'll go. Um, we live along this long beach yeah. and I said, I'll, I'll go all the way to the end of the beach. I'll just start trying to swim that far and then walk back and then swim that far and swim back. And once I can do that comfortably, um, then maybe somebody gets a boat and I just swim for as far as I could. But honestly, I'd almost rather have Kate or somebody be in a kayak next to me well, because um, it would be nice to do it without anybody to come and help you. And if the water is calm, you just, it's, you're never, even if you got a cramp or something, you just turn over and you lay there and you just rest and you can do that. You could do that for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I would take frequent breaks and that idea of swimming across that channel was so insane. It's so insane. It's never something I would have thought of if I didn't have that most significant swim in our friendship and it just made me really feel like I knew you a lot better than I ever had before. <laughs> well, I like it. It sounds like uh, it sounds like a breakthrough was had out there. Absolutely. And you were, you know, what you were doing. You were, you were kind of. It was the extended uh, wick. Wick dipper. dipper, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that's much funnier and probably better than the single most significant swim in our friendship. <laughs> But I'll take an extended a wick dip any day of the dip. Hey, wait, whoa. It looks like, wait, TJ just took off. Oh, wait. Okay, so now I see you're, you're, you've been wearing glasses this whole time with pictures of eyes on them. And underneath, you've had two eye patches on your eyes, which have been closed, I think, for the last 24 wait, hours. I think I win. Wait a second. Hold I win the no, staring no, hold contest. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. What do you think a staring contest is? I thought it was how long you can go without staring at someone. Boo-doo-boo-boo-boo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-